0: at www.mapministry.org. Today's podcast is part two of three and showcases the testimony of Norma Miller.
1: You see, deep down inside, I was deeply wounded, broken, and hurting, and all the trauma I had been through was an open door for the enemy to introduce a lot of lies. So what happened is that while I hated, um, I'm a little bit concerned that that this might be too much for someone, but I I just want to share that I'm sharing this because I thought that I was the only person that struggled with this. I thought that I was alone, so I never told anybody about it. And because of that, I didn't get help for years and years and years. So I feel like I need to share this in case there's somebody else out there that that has this problem. But um, for some reason, my fantasies almost always involved discipline and spankings, even though I hated being spanked as a child my fantasies always revolved around that and I don't know if it was um, a way to get attention or um, if it if it, I'm not sure but it somehow made me feel um, safe loved and comforted to think about that and I had also been sexually abused so my fantasies involved sex at a very young age I didn't know where all of this came from I knew nothing about demons and how they lie and deceive us. It just seemed to be a part of who I was from little on up, and I believed it was part of me. I believed that no one would ever understand, so I never told anyone for years. This was the big lie the enemy controlled me with, and I became hooked. When we respond out of voids, um, like I mean out of a lack, we attract more of that to ourselves. Like What we have tends to be what we attract to us. Um, When we love others, we attract love. When we fear... We attract more fear, and we attract fearful people as well. But um, my husband and I both came into marriage wounded and hungry for love. Um, but we cannot love out of a void. We cannot, or we cannot give out of a void. We cannot give what we have not experienced, can we? It only took two years for the honeymoon to be over. I did not feel safe or protected in my marriage either, because I had attracted someone who was as wounded as I was, and who desperately wanted to be my hero but could not provide safety and protection for me because he had not experienced it himself. We cannot give out of a void for a long time, so neither of us was able to satisfy these voids in each other. We did go for counseling, and we received a lot of deliverance, help, keys, tools in other areas, but as long as I was able to control myself and keep myself from fantasizing or abusing myself, the enemy had tricked me into believing that I was living in victory, so I didn't share this with the counselors, or else I would say, that I struggled with lust or impure thoughts from time to time. Does this sound familiar to anybody? We will never get free as long as we can evade the issue and as long as we don't get to the roots. The next season of my life to me is the most painful. I'm sure that my my childhood was just as painful, but I can't remember a lot of it as I had fractures that God has been um, healing. But some of this, what I'm going to be sharing was the enemy's plan and some of it was simply God not allowing the hard times to go to waste. This um this next season took place during a period of time beginning about seven or eight years ago and ending about five years ago and even though I have been walking through various stages uh and um I've been walking through various stages of healing and deliverance since then. We have been married for about ten to twelve years and had three children at the time, one of whom had ADHD and one with autism. My husband was facing um, issues of rejection at the time. We had just moved back to the area where his parents lived, and he was working for his father. And um, the issues or the, the issue that he had with rejection from his father from his childhood came to the forefront because he was again working for his dad. And he became obsessed with trying to find the approval and acceptance from his father that he had never experienced. He felt inwardly compelled because of a spirit of rejection to work longer harder hours even though he was not required to he became less and less involved at home in spite of the fact that i felt like i was being swallowed alive by what i was dealing with at home with the children with the autism and the adhd issues it was really big and i needed his help but because he was being controlled by a spirit of rejection he could not make himself be available to me i was also hungering and longing for more of god and a revival in our marriage but because I had fears about God and had lies that I believed about Him, I didn't really trust God. And um, and a lot of this came from my childhood, so this was a stage where I believed that God was allowing my issues to come to the surface because He wanted me to face them. Um, <clears throat> and then because I didn't really trust God, I couldn't really connect with Him deeply on a heart-to-heart level, so I never felt satisfied in Him and, and wasn't really experiencing His love. At this point, my issues with perversion and addiction to certain fantasies came to the forefront again. I began to act on them by getting on the Internet and looking around for ideas for reigniting fire in our marriage and also checking out some of my fantasies. I was shocked to discover that there was a whole world out there where hundreds of others had the same desires and fantasies as I did. There were whole websites and groups of people like me. This was the perfect setup of the enemy because I felt alone, neglected, abandoned, unprotected, and rejected. All of my, all of my pleas for my husband to come home by supper time to help fight some battles with their sons were falling on deaf ears. And further, my husband had begun reconnecting with a childhood friend and they began to talk for hours and hours each day even after he arrived home from work and I felt further abandoned. I was I became powerless to resist the temptation that I was facing on the internet. My insatiable hunger for all the things that I needed and wanted and thought I needed and wanted took over because I wasn't looking to trusting God to meet my needs. I wanted to, but I just felt powerless to. So I was powerless to resist um this temptation and what happened next was horrific and took place over a period of a couple of years and was the most horrendous, heart-wrenching thing that my husband and I have gone through. I was bit by bit completely sucked into an addiction so sick that it changed me completely and so strong it took me years to get set free. I discovered a Christian website promoting spanking in marriage as a part of the teaching in Scripture that wives are to submit to their husbands. There was also a very sexual aspect to this, this whole um, teaching in this group. And I was so awed by this, realizing that I'm not the only believer that had these desires. And I thought that maybe maybe all the years of shame and guilt and secrecy were over. I spent a lot of time on the website talking and asking questions and searching things out. And I loved it because I had felt so trapped and unable to overcome these strong desires. And I had nobody to talk to about them before this so I spent a lot of time on this website and um, all this time my husband had no idea that any of this was going on so I was developing a further addiction you know behind his back and um, I knew that that getting my husband over to this way of thinking wasn't going to be easy he had known of my struggles but it was in the context of both of us believing that it was wrong and that that I needed, you know, to get victory. I needed healing and to be set free. But I had struggled all these years to, to fight it and to push it down and to try to be victorious, but I didn't have the tools to overcome it because I had never really been honest about how deep the issue really was. Um, so when I introduced this to my husband, I knew I had to do it carefully. And by this time, this this um was more than just a desire. I'm telling you, this was... This was a burning need in me, so great that I thought I would die if I did not experience it. Um, It it was like this big thing inside of me that was like a raging fire, and it just kept burning hotter and hotter, and I couldn't control it. And I felt powerless to, like I knew I was playing with fire, but I was powerless to to stop, because I had this insatiable void inside of me. And so I was trying to talk to my husband and you know getting him over to my way of thinking and and um but I didn't want to freak him out because deep down inside I knew that it was I knew that he was at least going to think that it was very perverted and um so I when I introduced it to him I I knew I had to do it very carefully so I told him that I felt I was not as submissive as I should be and I wanted him to feel free to show me where I'm not submitting as I should. My husband, of course, could appreciate this way of thinking, and he liked that I wanted to be submissive, but he did kind of think to himself that this was a little bit sudden, so he decided to get on the computer and check out my history. I believe that deep down, something just wasn't right in the spirit realm, and he was sensing it. Needless to say, um, he was absolutely appalled by what he found, because by then, I was hooked on several different websites, and they were not all Christian ones. He also assumed that I was interested in everything on all the pages that he found in my history, and some of them were terrible. I tried hard to explain to him that I was not into everything I had looked at, but his heart was so shattered that I had kept this secret from him, and that I, the one who had his back and believed in in him all these years, had these awful secrets from him and was turning into someone he didn't understand and didn't know. And that he chose to believe that I had even more perversions than what I did at this time, because his heart was so shattered, um, he basically shut it off towards me. And I'm going to tell you that any pain, emotional pain I thought I had experienced up until this point was, com- was nothing compared to the pain of having my husband shut his heart off toward me. Um, I could not sway him to believe me that, that I wasn't nearly as perverted as what he thought I was, even though I was very perverted. My, my husband, quite understandably, was in over his head, and he had no clue what to do to keep his, to help his thoroughly deluded wife, and he went to others for help. When those others didn't know how to help, he went to others. And when they didn't help, he went to others. Pretty soon, so many others, including family members, knew all my dirty laundry, and I didn't know where I could show my face. None of these people came to me to ask what was going on. Um, no one came and said, Norma, why are you doing this? Nobody came and asked, Norma, is this true? Nobody 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 came to ask me what was going on or if I was okay. Um this has been very disturbing to my husband and I since actually we've talked about this and um we feel like when something is going on and you hear rumors it might be the best thing to go in in certain cases to go back and say Is there something going on? Do you need someone to talk to? And not everybody is going to respond to that, but I believe that we would have gotten somewhere if if people had actually come to me to ask what was really going on. Um, Because I didn't know where to go for help and was feeling more and more isolated, I went back to my friends on the Internet who told me no one else would ever understand and told me how awful my husband was. I felt so hopeless and alone, and I knew I had a big problem, but I was powerless to fix it. I just wanted my husband to understand me and meet my needs, and I wished my desire was not taboo in the Christian church. My desperation drove me to talk to different men online, and I kept hearing in my conscience that you can't play with fire and not get burned. And I would say to myself, I would never go there, I would never do that, but I harbored so much bitterness and hurt and rage at my husband that it was a burning fuel that made me unable to quit what I was doing. And the whole, it had on me became stronger and stronger and deeper and deeper. About this time, we went for some counseling, but my husband was in, um, my husband at this time, like because of the um, emotional place that he was in, went privately to the counselors and told them that um, his version of the story behind the scenes and what he believed about me, some of which was untrue and much I of it was due it. by his opinions. Wait. The truth The truth was bad enough, but his beliefs made it that much worse. And I would have liked the opportunity to share my own sins in my own time in my own way. Because of this, when we met with the counselors, the focus would always be on me and my very real issues, and they did not see that I was being manipulated and abused. And um, by this time, my addiction and desires had had not brought about what I had hoped to achieve, but they had shut my husband's heart completely off toward me and, and turned him into a very controlling and abusive person. Um, no one saw this, not even the counselors, and the rejection and the hurt went deeper and deeper, and I was unable to open my heart enough to become free. I was in so much emotional pain, I almost felt even more driven and justified in my sin. All trust had been broken down in our relationship, and we were both very bitter and angry by this time. Both of us wished the other would get fixed so we could be happy. There was a lot of criticism, judgment, and finger-pointing going on I cannot describe to you the agony of soul that both of us experienced during this time. Um, I'm telling you my side of the story. My husband also has a very real side of the story. He went through just as much pain and agony as what I did. I would beg my husband to understand me, and I would beg God not to let me go. There's one thing I just want to share with you. God is so faithful. I would I just begged him, I would I would try to repent, you know, and I would tell him, God, please forgive me and please don't let me go. I know I'm not doing what's right, I can't seem to stop it. Please don't let me go. And he didn't. He is so faithful to um to turn us around. And he did turn me around eventually. I would repent and fail and repent and fail again. I tried I cried so much. Sometimes I cried so hard I thought I would (laughs) vomit my insides. I would wake up in the mornings and wonder how I could possibly have survived the night. I didn't know it was possible to hurt that much. My conversations with a few men online took a dark turn and became ungodly to find some comfort for my aching heart. And I knew it was wrong, but in spite of the fact that I had never had sex with anyone other than my husband and we had waited for marriage, I found myself crossing that line at this point in my marriage With with on um, within the online chats with these men and I couldn't even stand myself at this point but I was so angry at my husband for the abuse it, it just it was like a burning fuel and the worst part to come was when a couple of our friends found out through someone um, that my husband had told um, unbeknownst to us this this husband had similar struggles to mine and Satan took another jab this man began to pressure my husband for information and it actually seemed that he made some deliberate moves because when he knew my husband had left for a business trip, he he called me and began to ask probing questions. He seemed to be validating me, and he encouraged me to talk, and told me that no one else would understand. To have somebody that I knew, like physically, in um, my world, to encourage me and validate me like this felt so good, and I felt so understood. That when I began to notice that he seemed to be trying to tempt me to play games, I was powerless to um, to fight it, and um, I, I saw almost no strength to resist. And before I knew it, I was playing games and having sexual conversations with this man too. He was the husband of a good friend of mine, and now I really couldn't stand myself. I just ca- I couldn't help but think what what she would feel like and what my husband would feel like because I knew he was already hurting and I, I just couldn't believe that I had crossed this line with with his friend and um, at this point I knew that I really needed help and um, I was terrified that this man would come to our house and and um, try to overpower me if I was strong enough to resist, um, like strong enough to say no to anything.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.